Blog Talk Radio. Oh, let's just enjoy the presence of the Lord right now. Oh, we love you, Lord. We bless you, Lord.
I trust you more than anyone Your faithfulness like the rising sun And I find you I go, 
Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me bear witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy Father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my Father. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him, for in his hour, for his hour had not yet come. Then Jesus again unto them, said again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he said, whether I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Then said, then they said, then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not, and he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he. And that I do nothing of myself, but as my father has taught me, I speak of these things. And he that sent me is with me. The father had not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. And he spake these words. Many believed on him. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And we're going to end with 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Lord, we thank you for this word, Father God. We thank you for the reading. We thank you for the hearing. And, Father, we just pray that, that your spirit, your spirit, your spirit illuminates the word that, that you want to bring forth tonight, Father God. We decrease as you increase. We open our ears to receive, our hearts to receive, Father God. And, uh, Lord, we just thank you for, for uh, the, the wisdom and understanding that we, we shall receive uh, from, from your word. And we thank you for your presence. And we pray in Jesus' name that it's all done. Amen. Amen. If ye continue, we're going to, uh, verse 31 and 32, John 8, 31, 32, says, then Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. If ye continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You notice that Jesus said to those Jews that believed on him. So it's like we're, we're, we're in a time, and we have always been in a time, 
because this word has been written <laughs> time, 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 long, 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 long time ago. But yet it, it, it still is significant because it's the living word. Mm-hmm. But if you hear the words of Jesus, he said to those Jews which believed on him. You know, Jews is a group of people, of course, and, and for those of you that, that, that know about the scriptures uh, and, 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 as, and as believers, we know that 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 the Jews set up everything and they crucified Jesus, basically. But he said for those that were Jews in, in the natural bloodline and all of that, he said those that believed on him and continue in his word, they will be his disciples. And so Jesus, when he said this, this at this point broke all of the the quote unquote systemic uh, racisms it, it broke the the code of 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 um you know like like ethnic traditions uh, anything man made anything that that came naturally naturally to us from a, a man's perspective or how we identify ourselves based on groups and this that and other. Jesus, he, 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 he broke it because he said, if you believe in me. See, the belief in Christ has nothing to do with your gender. The belief in Christ has nothing to do with your race. The belief in Christ has nothing to do with, with your, 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 your tongue, your language that you speak. Uh, nothing to do with it, but it has everything to do with your belief. He says this right here. This is the key to those which believed on him. There's a lot of things that Jesus said to, 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 to these people when he was talking to them. And, and he said, and y'all just don't even understand. I'm sitting up here talking to y'all and I'm telling y'all what thus says the Lord from my father, the creator of all things, and y'all don't even recognize him. So he was saying that you can have conversations. Jesus was having a conversation himself with people, and they didn't get it. But he told them that because y'all don't get it, this is what's going to happen. Period. He said it a couple of times. He said, you will die in your sins. You will die in your sins. See, it's important. It's very important that we hear what what Christ is saying and, and and believe it. Not just hear it, but also believe it. Because he says for them that believe on him, right? There's those Jews that was there. Because there was a lot of them that were saying, man, look, this this, this whatever he's talking into, talking outside of his neck and all this, he's talking about what, what is he gonna tell me he's gonna do? You know, whole whole bunch of chatter going on because he was speaking things that was outside of, of their focus. He was speaking speaking from from the spiritual perspective, and they was looking at things from from the fleshly perspective. And and when you're dealing with people that's not in the spirit and, and, and not seeking things in the spirit, you're gonna always be the words are just gonna just like the old saying fall on deaf ears, but that doesn't stop you from talking. Because even though those people were present, Jesus kept speaking. But he knew that there were some there that were going to believe. 
And he gave them this word. He says, if ye continue in my word, my word. A lot of times we want to take the words of our pastors. We want to take the words of our, 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 our siblings. We want to take the, the words of our mothers and fathers or, or our, our quote, unquote, unquote, uh, mentors and this, that, and other. And, and, and I'm not saying that, that listening to these people is anything wrong with this. But you need to be making sure that their words are the words of the Lord. When Jesus says to continue in my word, he, was just, he wasn't just speaking for himself. He came and told us in this scripture that he is speaking of his father, period. So these are the words that's coming from the father. But if you continue in his word, he says, then you are my disciples. Indeed. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, I like the way King James reads sometimes. Well, I like the way he reads all the time. Hold on, I'm uh, cause it's a, uh, it's another word. All right, he said indeed. Uh, okay, it's used to emphasize a statement or response confirming something already suggested, or used to introduce a further and stronger or more surprising point. Now, I think that that point is very surprising right there because a lot of people didn't believe on Jesus. But he says, if you believe in me, you are my disciples indeed. So you are my disciples, uh, uh, and, and I'm emphasizing this. He says, I'm emphasizing this. I'm making a statement that you, I'm confirming that this thing is true. That if you continue in my word, you have to continue in my word. It's, 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 it's critical for us to incline our ears to hear what Jesus is saying, what thus says the Lord. Because a lot of times we want to say things. We be thinking, you know, we, we come up with you know, thoughts and stuff. There's a lot of things that we be wanting to say. But just because we can say things, I mean, Jesus talked about this earlier, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the wise thing to say. You know, God gives us free will to, to, to do, yes. But the things that we choose to do, is it wise? Why? We want to walk in wisdom and walking with Christ and, 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 and being focused on what he says will give you that wisdom that you need, mm-hmm. period. But he says, man, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. So he was speaking to these people. And of course, he knew these people heard. They, 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 they heard the Spirit. They heard the Spirit speaking. And he said, just continue. And, and as we grow, um, and, 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 and the Lord was letting us know that, that it's not an overnight thing right here. You have to continue. You're going to go through some, some trials. You're going to go through tribulations. You're going to go through tough times. But you must continue. You're going to go through times where things just don't make sense, but continue. Because his ways ain't our ways, nor is his thoughts our thoughts. Just continue. You're going to have relationships that, 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 that have failed in, in your eyes, but really you were being freed up. So just continue. Get, get beyond that hurt. Deal with that hurt. Anytime we go through any type of breakup of something we've invested time in and spent time with, we, we, we get a, a, an emotional attachment to things, good and bad, but we have to mourn those things. 
when when we break free from them. So give yourself that time because you're gonna you have to continue. You have to continue in the Lord. Continue every day. It's a continuation. Repeat the process. Repeat the process. Get get the word. Hear what thus says the Lord. He says, continue in my word. My word. When it gets down, when I mean you're feeling weak, like your back is against the wall. Just just understand this right here that that that, that Jesus gave his life for all of these things. He bore the sins of the world. Say Satan is powerless. He's been stripped. He's been stripped. We got to remind, this is continuing in his word. See, when we continue in the word of, of the Lord, we build our faith. It's, it's, it's a constant growth. We build our strength. We, we, we build our boldness. We build our knowledge. And we, we, we fine-tune our ears to hear what the, thus says the Lord, what the word of God is saying, what the spirit is speaking to us. And we get instructions on how to live as long as we continue. A lot of people have, have started out in the faith and they walked away because they gave up. They didn't want to continue. But if you want to be a disciple, <laughs> if you want to be a disciple, indeed, continue in his word. Your validation comes from the Lord. You don't need Terrence to validate you. You don't need Tanisha to validate you. You don't need your mama to validate you. Your validation comes from above. So I urge you to really, really during this time, to really take your spiritual walk um, up a notch. Take it up a notch. Because it's a different way you move when you know who God is. It's just a different way you move. And when I say a different way you move, because you have a different way of thinking, when you when you begin to when you continue in the Word, <laughs> you know how 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 the disciples. I, I see what Jesus is saying right. He said, "Continue in my Word." Think about the disciples. They were walking with Christ, right? But he was teaching them. And as, as they walked with him day and day, the more they became like him. The more they became like him. And they say, if you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, because you are going to become like me. You're going to take on my mind because you're going to be speaking the words of the Father. And when you're speaking the words of the Father, there is no pressure. On you. What do you mean? You know, you get a lot of us, we, we'd be afraid to say things because we don't want to offend nobody. No, I hurt nobody's feelings. Let's go for it. We're going to go to verse 23. Right. Now, verse 22. Verse 22, 23, and we want to talk about being offended, okay? It says, then said the Jews, when he kill himself? Because he said, wherever I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, 
See, right then they were offended, right? At least that I can't come. That sounds like an offense. You know, they, they were offended. But Jesus repeated himself. Well, he, he, took, he took it up a notch. <laughs> he says, ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. That's just the truth. Now they go, oh, that's harsh. You can't say that to nobody. What are you walking around telling people they're going to die for? God loves us all. Yeah, this is why he, he, he's telling us this is love talking. Love telling you the truth. Love is telling you the outcome of, of the path that you're headed down. But it's up to you if you want to believe it or not. But what needs to be said has to be said. Thus says the Lord. This is what he said. Man, we're going to go back to verse 21. Then Jesus again unto them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. They got offended. They got talking about, oh, man, I can't come. Then he comes back and takes another route. Ye are from beneath. Hey, hold on. Just in case y'all didn't notice, I'm telling you where you are. I'm telling you what's going on in your life. Because I'm, 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 I'm talking to this spirit that you have identified with. Of course, this spirit is going to take offense. <laughs> I am from above. See, I know where I'm from. See, they didn't, they, they didn't have a clue. He had to tell them where they were. So you, you, you from beneath. I am from above. Y'all are of this world. And I'm not. Period. And he said, I said, <laughs> therefore unto you, I'm going to say it again, ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. And so you look at the, still to this day, we have a, a battle against Christ. And us as believers, we already know what the truth of the matter is. We already know what the opposition is. But this is the key. People need to know who Jesus is so they won't die in their sins. That's the only way. And that's the, that's the importance of, 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 of our call. To let people know that they need Jesus. If not, they're going to die in their sins. If you do not believe in him, you have not received him as your Lord and Savior, you will die in your sins. But for those that have received him and are chasing after the things of, 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 of the Lord, you may have some slip-ups. You may have some minor setbacks, 
You may go through a lot. Well, you will go through a lot. But the thing is, continue. You ain't got to, don't prove yourself to me. You prove yourself to him. Mm-hmm. Continue. Continue in his words. And he says, then ye will be my disciples. Indeed. And I just thank God for the word. I thank God for his word. And I thank God for the continuance. And I speak the spirit of continuation in the word of God over us tonight. That, that, that we have a heart of, 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 of endurance. That we, that we endure to the end to where we know be, continuing is a part of us. To where we don't quit. We don't take it out of drive. <laughs> we keep moving. We do not allow the things of this world to dictate how we move and how we operate because we trust the Lord. Jesus has already accomplished the ultimate mission. He's made the ultimate sacrifice. There is none greater than he. None. And I thank God for for us knowing that. And I think that we begin, thank you, Lord, that we begin to walk in it daily. Consistent that we that we put it on every day. You know, a lot of us we wake up and we put on everything that this word has to offer. We put it on the news, we put it on ESPN, <laughs> we put it on the radio. We put it on social media. We put it on our best friends. We put it on our children. We put it on our spouse. We put it on everything but the Lord. And he tells us to cast all our cares on him, for he cares for us. And being that he made this day for us, and he tells us to rejoice and be glad in it, that's what we need to be putting on. Putting on the fact that, Lord, this is your day. You own it. You own it. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad. I'm just going to do what you said. Oh, looks like a problem coming. I'm going to alter the route of that problem. <laughs> I'm going to reroute that problem. <laughs> you know, you be going down the street and you see a detour sign and you have all, all the, the, uh, the blockers up. And the the reflectors and stuff and, and an arrow pointing. You got to go a different way. You can't get through here. And that's what we have to do in, in, in the spirit. We have to do this. We have to put detours up for things and, and alter its, its path and, 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 and give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Lord, I'm feeling worthless. I don't feel... Like I can do anything. Give it to the Lord. Lord, I'm I'm feeling this way and I don't want to feel this way. Lord, show me how to deal with my feelings, how to put my feelings in check. You teach me how to come out of this. You teach me how to deal with this. You teach me what to speak over this. 
Show me, Lord. Here I am. I give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. It is that simple. And believe it. Expect it. There's no reason for us to be praying to God with no expectation. To me, then, that just becomes religious. But when you have a relationship, you have an expectation. Remember, my wife have a relationship. She has an expectation of me. And I have an expectation of her as my wife. And me as her husband, as she should, have an expectation of what her husband is supposed to be doing. Period. She ain't sitting up here asking me for things and not expecting it. She ain't married me, not expecting me to love her as Christ loves the church. You ain't going to your job. With no expectation. You ain't going there uh, not expecting to get paid. Go to a restaurant and order your food. Do you not have an expectation? You let that, you sit there too, a minute too long. You start looking around. Wait, wait, wait. Have you seen them? Wait, you over there. We was here before them. You start, you start thinking about things you got to implement to get your food to the table because you have an expectation. So the same thing goes with God, with, with, with activating our faith in him. When we have a relationship with God, he has an expectation of us. As well as we should have an expectation of him. And the expectation is that his word said it would not go out and return unto him void. The expectation is, <laughs> is that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. The expectation is that if I continue in his word, I am indeed one of his disciples. And I said, know the truth, and the truth shall make me free. That's my expectation. Why? How do you know this expectation? Because that's what the word is telling me to do. God has made it so simple for us. Get the word, believe the word, see the word. Hmm. What do we get in making it all complicated? Well, God moves like this. God does it like this. God, God, God does something different with all of us. This is what I do know because he's personal. He made all of us different. But we still the same. Are you tracking? We were all created in his image and after his life. When he made man, that's what he did for us. But we all have something unique about us. Unique. And in that uniqueness, God knows your uniqueness. He knows how many hers you got on your head. And in my case, he knows how many pores, follicles that was that was there that produced her at one particular time. <laughs> and he knows left now. <laughs> you know? But but unique being the only one of its kind. You're the only one. 
There might be somebody else that has your name. Y'all might share the same first and last name. Might even share the same birthplace. Might be born in the same city. <laughs> Heck, you might even be a twin. But you're both unique. You're one of its own kind. When God made you, he broke the mold. He didn't make another you. Period. But this is what we have to know. There are things that we have to know in order to do. These the things that we know should motivate us to do. The old saying, when you know better, you do better. You know better, you do. There's a lot of people that know better, but they don't necessarily mean they do better. Mm-hmm. Because they have not, they have not believed. Their belief is holding them back. They don't believe they can. So they don't. They know what to do. Oh, I know I got to get a job. I know I need to get a job. But they don't look in there. Well, we got to get on video because I wish I could see my face right now. <laughs> I know, Lord, you're ready to do that too, but y'all can see my face right there. I know sometimes you need to see my face. To go along with these words. Some of y'all might laugh, but that's all right. <laughs> I just want you to get it. But but I'm I'm grateful that God has given us this word tonight because it's a simple gospel. I say it all the time. I say it all the time. It's a simple gospel. Simplified. But our sophisticated selves has made it complicated. Our intelligent, smart selves. <laughs> We make it complicated because we think we can do it because we possess the ability to do it because God gave us characteristics of him. But you still, those characteristics still have to be governed. They have to be governed by the Holy Spirit. They have to be governed by the Lord. But when you got characteristics, you got things that's governing, it's just going all out all over the place. You have to be controlled. And if I'm gonna be controlled, I'd rather be controlled by God. And not controlled by what's out of control. And thinking that I'm in control, but totally out of control. So Lord, we just come against the spirit of confusion tonight, Father God. We come against the, 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 the spirit of ignorance in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We just we thank you, Lord, that people don't want to stay ignorant. That they want to know you. And we just thank you that, that we have a thirst, a thirst for you, a hunger for you, a drive. Motivated. To please you, God, motivated to learn how to live. Lord, we just thank you for being the banker that has given us access to unlimited funds. Because of what you did on Calvary. Because you got up from the grave, you made it possible. 
for me to make limitless withdrawals from the throne room of grace. Lord, we thank you for making it possible for us. We thank you that our eyes are open to see it. Our spiritual eyes can see it. And we understand, Father God, that the things of the Spirit is real. Being in the Spirit is a real place. We thank you that we know who we are and whose we are. Continue to teach us, Lord. Continue to shape us and mold us and break us, prune us. Make us who you want us to be so that we be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, let us stand in, 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 in the, the positions that we need to be in to produce what needs to be produced here in this world, Father God, so that your kingdom can move forward throughout this earth to your return. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's what I got. Um, that's, that's what I got. That's a good word. You know, what I really like, like you said, you pointed out that, you know, they didn't get what was going on. They didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And Jesus had to explain to them why they wasn't understanding. Mm-hmm. Because you're from below. And I'm from above. Right. Then you broke it down further. You're 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 in this world. I'm not. Right. And so Jesus is giving us understanding of even how to deal with the world. You know, because we 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 the, the Bible really puzzle pieces things together. Mm-hmm. But there's scripture that says that we're in this world, but we're not of the world, right? Right. So there's a difference between being of it and in it. We're in it. We're walking around in it. But we're not of it. But those who are in it, what? who are they? They're from below. They're from hell. They don't understand the things from above. And even the word of God, if you further study it as you should be, says that those who are perishing, they don't understand. So sometimes as believers, we sit in there arguing with people. Did you see Jesus argue with these with people? No frustration. He, no. he did not argue with these he people. He explained it. to them what was going on. He just let them know what it was. Because since they seemed to be confused, he provided them with clarification as to why they were not. The communication was broken. The communication is broken from because you're from hell and I'm from heaven. You you're from this world. I'm not from this world. That's why you don't get it. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you don't put your faith in me, you're gonna die in your sin. And that's just that on that. Because these were unsaved individuals. And not everybody stayed unsaved because it says that some of them believe. So that's how we handle people. When we're dealing with the world, the world is lost and unsaved. So you just explain the truth. And those who are seeking the truth, guess what? They're going to find it. Because some might say, well, why did some of them get it and some of them didn't get it? Mm -hmm. Because those who are seeking the truth will find it. Period. Some people don't, are not looking for the truth. You'll present it to them, you'll bring it to them, and they don't want it because they're not looking for it. They enjoy their sin. They enjoy the death, the stench, the foulness of the grave. They like it. And guess what? They will die in their sin. So we, we have an example right here of, 
of Jesus dealing with people who are lost. All he did was tell the truth. And those who were seeking the truth, they believed it. Mm-hmm. And those who weren't, didn't. And that was just that on that. He didn't have any further discussion. He wasn't trying to browbeat anybody. He did not take a crowbar and open anybody's mouth and try to shove it down their throat. He simply told the truth and left it there. He told them what was going to happen as a result of them not believing and left it at that. Mm-hmm. There's so much. That's the, that scripture is so meaty. There's so much to learn from it. Mm-hmm. So much to learn. That's why we have to get into our word. Because our word is teaching. It's instruction. It's training. This is training. Because guess who's trying to train you to? The world. So many believers have so many mental concepts and, and, and mentalities that don't line up to the word of God. They line up to the world. They don't even know. Then they wonder why they're perishing in that particular part of their life. Mm-hmm. Because you are taking on a death mentality concerning that issue. Absolutely. You're taking on a mentality from hell. Literally. Because the world, the, the Jesus likens the world to hell. I want to read that again. I'm going to read that in the, uh, in the NIV. I have an actual Bible. I'm not using my app. It's called the Chunky Bible. And yeah, this is the NIV. I'm going to start with I'm going to start with verse 21 and read it down to 30. So, once more Jesus said to them, I'm going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come. This made the Jews ask, will he kill himself? Is that why he says, where I go, you cannot come? But he continued, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins if you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be, and you will indeed die in your sins. Who are you, they asked. Just what I have been claiming all along, Jesus replied. I have much to say in judgment of you, but he who sent me is reliable, and what I have heard from him I tell the world. They did not understand that he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am the one I claim to be, and that I do nothing on my own but see just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Even as he spoke, many put their faith in him. So he just broke it down for them. And some of them put their faith and believed in him, and some of them didn't. Mm -hmm. But we don't see no arguing. Jesus is likening the world to being from below. Mm -hmm. Being from below is the whole opposite of being from above. So even this is teaching, there's there's a difference to be in. If you want to be of this world, then that means that your mentality in in the way you are, the things that you do are from below, from hell. Mm -hmm. Hell is death rotten. There's no no good is found in it. No good. And some people are taking on the world's way and then wondering why. They're not experiencing anything good because you're taking on the way the world does things. So much to learn mm-hmm. in that scripture. So meaty. That is, that is pure meat. We're in a time where we really need to know the word of God. 
Because there are people right now who are popular, who are famous, who are cool, right? They're getting all the popularity. People love them, and the devil's going to use them. Mm-hmm. And people will be mass. There's going to be a, 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 a mass deception, and people won't even know why. Because they don't know the word. Mm-hmm. Well, this person said it, so it must be true. When Jesus himself said, he don't even say nothing except for what the Father tells him to say. Mm-hmm. But you'll have people who will be just making stuff up. And people, the lost, the lost sheep will not know because they do not study to show thyself approved. They don't read the word of God so they can hear something that could be completely false and they will have no idea that it's false because they're not reading the word. Mm-hmm. So it's imperative during this time that you are in your word so that you can know who's teaching you word and who's not. Who's giving you sound wisdom and who's giving you worldly advice. Some people really that you're seeking advice from are giving you worldly advice, which means if it's worldly, it's from below. Mm -hmm. So you can follow that advice, but you're not going to get a favorable result. We need to know what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. Jesus is teaching us right there. Breaking things down. Broke it down for those who were questioning. They asked the question, so he answered it. Mm-hmm. Period. No arguing. No, no bitterness, no anger, no hatred. It was just the truth. Right. And that's what we need to be. We need to just tell the truth. Because I see so many people in the name of Jesus that are just so bitter and angry when they be telling it. What, what, what are you mad for? <laughs> Why are you upset? Just tell the truth. You don't have to do all that extra. Like, why are you mad? <laughs> like, they be trying to, and then why do you think that that's going to draw people in? Just tell the truth. You ain't got to be angry about it. If, if somebody's doing the opposite of what the word of God says, or somebody's promoting a culture, a lifestyle, something that you know is not pleasing to God, just say that. You don't have to get mad about it. And if they get to arguing, you say what you said. Hey, that's what you choose to believe. And you're gonna you're 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 gonna see the effect of your belief, and I'm gonna see the effect of mine. Mm-hmm. And leave it at that, because I'm I'm not gonna sit up there and argue with you, because you're gonna see what happens as a result of your belief. Don't sit up, don't don't argue with people. Jesus did not argue with them, folks. He let them believe what they wanted to believe. Because it's a choice. Everybody, like I said, everybody ain't looking for the truth. Everybody doesn't even want it. Some people don't want the truth. They want you to lie to them. They love the lie. Aaron said something profound some years ago that stuck with me. He said, some people live in their life. And some people live in their lies. <laughs> and that's the truth. And that's their choice. And you let them make their choice. Give them the truth. And if they want to keep living their lives, so be it. And that's just what it is. But mm-hmm. very good word. Um, I mean, Jesus is just, when, when you really study his life and how he dealt with people, it really helps us to know how to deal with people. Because, you know, they were always looking to tear him up. They were always looking to, to pick him apart or mm-hmm. to find fault in him. Like the ones who who didn't believe hated him, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and if you study and and the way he 
spoke and how he moved, it really gives us the blueprint on how to deal with people, how to deal with life. He overcame the world. So the people picking at you at work and you just losing it, look at how Jesus handled people who, who hated him, who were trying to find any little thing to trip them up about and apply that to your life. Like a lot of the problems that we have that we be going to God about the answers in the world, we just too lazy to look. <laughs> it's there. And we say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, just get into your word and you will know what to do. It's okay if you don't know right now, but the answers are there. There's no problem. There's nothing that you will face that the word of God does not have a solution for. Nothing. There's nothing. Because guess what? There's nothing new under the sun. There's not new stuff created under the sun. There's nothing new. There's nothing that you've dealt with that somebody has not dealt with before. Where God is like, oh my gosh, I don't, I've never seen that before. Have you guys seen that? No. Holy Spirit, you? No. Jesus, you seen that? No. That, that, mm-hmm. has, that conversation doesn't take place. Because there's nothing new. Nothing that's been unseen. Like everything's been seen. And wisdom has been there the whole time. So you can always ask the Lord for wisdom. So long as you have a reverential fear of God. And always seek understanding. Because understand what Jesus was doing in this, this exchange. What was he doing? Right? So, great word. Thank God for Terrence and always bringing, bringing that heat. Because <laughs> we need that. We need that heat. We need that, the meat. Um, it's just time for us as a body of Christ, as a whole, to, you know, we have to grow up. We, we can't just keep getting fat and full off the milk and then wanting to be tucked in and rocked to sleep. Like, we really need to chew on that meat and let it slowly digest. Like, we, that's what we need in this time. It's so important. It's so imperative that we are getting the meat of the word and that we are understanding it and that we are able to then tell others about the meat of the word. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, let's do a collective prayer and then we'll start answering. Call us Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to come together, Father God, and sharpen one another and to learn and grow in your word. Thank you, Father God, for the word, the message tonight, Lord. Let us um, take it in. Let us chew on it. Let us digest it, Father God, and let us uh, take from it everything that you put in it. Uh, It's almost like the word is food and there's nutrients in it. It's like how different food, have different nutrients that our body absorbs that does uh, things for us. Let us take all the nutrients of, of each word that you've placed in your holy book and let us be able to absorb it and for it to do what it was designed and purposed to do in our lives, Father God. Um, have Terrence and I uh, decrease as you increase, Lord, and as we answer um, each caller tonight, Father God, give them what they need, Lord Jesus. Give them what they need. But we just love and honor you, Lord. Give us a desire and the craving to want to feed on your word um, every day, to, to want to commune with you every day, to seek your faith every day, Father God, to seek your instruction and your guidance and your wisdom every day. Give us that desire. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let me put my little chunky Bible up. 
I got that at a women's conference some years ago. I thought it was so cool because it's like a little block. All right. We're going to start answering callers. First caller here, 610969. I know who that is. <laughs> you know who that is? Shalom. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you guys. <laughs> Shalom. I was one, I was one in prayer for um, Devante, please. If that's that's what I was calling in for, some prayer support for my son, Devante. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Devante right now, Father God. We thank you for uh, things being imperative. Imperative. I, I get the word imperative. Um, when when when. When things are imperative, but the Lord says, a vital importance is crucial. Vital, vital, vital importance, vital. Because um, vital is just like a rap, like life. Mm-hmm. Like when things are vital, it's, it, it's, it's necessary for full of energy, lively, lively. It, it's has a little showing me with, with it, it, things being imperative. Like God is going to show you what what's imperative. You know what's what's of vital importance. What's crucial? Um, because you know a lot of times as as we grow and we sometimes and especially on our levels of maturity we don't really take things seriously. Um, Sometimes until it's too late. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't believe that fire was hot, so you had to go and touch the stove. Now you burn. Now you got to heal up from a burn wound and this, that, and other, which all could have been avoided because you were told the fire was hot. But you got this scar uh, that burn that remind you that you touched that fire and that fire was hot. It's going to leave its mark. But yet and still, it didn't take you out, but it scarred you. And so God is doing, I think, in, in his life where the things that, that, that the enemy would try to take him out with won't happen, but it will leave a scar. But the scar is, it would be a rep, it would be a, a, a representative of what God brought you from, mm-hmm. you know. And so some people need these scars. Some people got to get these scars, you know, the way because when 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 you look at um, it, everybody's in battle. Everybody is not an infantryman. Everybody's not a front. In those those that 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 are, are, are dealing with the aerosol, they are not going to have like those battle scars because they are fighting from a distance. But it's those that are on the ground, that's in the trenches, you know, that it's like the 300, <laughs> those 300 Spartans, you know, those guys have, they have battle scars because they, they were hand to hand. You know, they were up close. They were in the meat of it. And, but God, God has made him to be in the meat of things. His experiences are, are what's going to shape his ministry. 
So the fear, the fear of failure, the fear of missing it, we come against that in Jesus' name. Uh, I speak that over you, Lisa, the, 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 the fear of missing it. We come against that in Jesus' name. Um, because God, God has a, uh, he deals with everybody differently, okay? And how he deals with each individual, when God has his hand on you, you are protected. It may not look like some, sometimes God's hand is on people. It, it didn't look like God's hand was on Job. God, God was still there, even though He allowed these things to occur. But it, it still was being governed, just like He told Sarah, "I got one. You can go try him, but you better not kill him. You can, you can do all, but you better not kill him." So they still had to adhere to the word. <laughs> he still had to adhere to what God said because God's word goes out and does exactly what it says. And that applies to Satan too. Mm-hmm. That applies. Okay? And so the 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 the, the, the imperativeness of of his life, the the the, the, the crucialness that's that's tied up in it, it's coming. When 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 he opens up to that, that's like that's like when the chain you you begin to see like things externally then more because when things are processed and internally they're processing things things are being developed. Mm-hmm. Internally, but he he he's okay. He's fine. He got to go through what he got to go through to get to what God wants him to get to. Even though it may not look like a path that you would take, even though it look it don't look like a path we expect for people to take. But if we believe that God is in control, we give him control. Mm-hmm. If we believe that, that God is who he said he is, we trust God with everything that we love. Everything. Because we can't protect nobody. <laughs> We think we can. We think we can. Our protection comes through our prayers. That's the only way. But God is the protector. Mm-hmm. We pray. Let go. Let God. And 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 I see. It's kind of like it's a connection between you and Him. I, I suppose we praying for him, but um, you, like, you are connected. It's like it's going to be a mirror. Like, I see you releasing and giving it to the Lord. He's going to do the same. 
whatever he's holding on to. He'll release it too. Yeah. So that, but that's that's what I'm getting in Jesus' name. Amen. But I got, Lisa, the Lord wants me to read Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, and he wants me to put Devante's name in it. So this is what he's telling you. He says, for I know the plans and thoughts that I have for Devante, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster to give Devante a future and a hope. Then Devante will call on me and Devante will come and pray to me and I will hear Devante's voice and I will listen to Devante. Then with a deep longing, Devante will seek me and require me as a vital necessity and Devante will find me when Devante searches for me with all Devante's heart. That's the word. Like, we love our children. We really do. Mm-hmm. But God loves them more. He loves them more. And it, and it feels like nobody can love your children the way you do. And that's true in a human sense. But God loves them more. And even this word is for you. God knows the plans he has for you. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And a hope. That's part of the plans that he has for you to have a future and a hope. So, Lord, we just thank you for Devontae, Father God. We thank you for doing what's necessary in his life, whatever it takes, because we know that you are an extreme God, and you, you'll do whatever it takes for us to be in right standing with you. It's one thing to know who you are. It's another thing to know you on a deep and personal and intimate level. And I thank you, Father God, that you're using everything in Devontae's life to get him to that, to take him into the deep, the deep longing, not the Mm -hmm. surface, not the religious, not the what sounds good, not the even uh, last minute, not the break glass in case of emergency, but to really have a deep longing for you, for, for, for his life. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, things are going bad. Let me call on God. No, this is my life and I'm living it. Let me call on God. That you're taking them to that level where it's not just a, a, a only, only win. That it's, it's an always type situation where you're the, the, the first option in every area of his life, not a last resort because things are getting a little dicey. So we thank you for that. We thank you for the journey that's taking him there. And I thank you for the peace that Lisa has, Father God, that she trusts him with you. That it's not disturbing her peace because the plans you have for her have peace and well-being, not disaster, to give her a, a, a future and a hope. And we know that we can have hope for our lives and we can have hope for others' lives. Mm-hmm. And, and the plan that you have for her, have a future and hope and let her operate in that hope mm-hmm. in a peaceful, in a peaceful way and in, 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 in a, a confident way. And sometimes we can say, oh, I hope for the best. But really we expect in the world, and we can say, I'm hoping for the best. Because that's all we see is the best. We, we, not even, we know that there's a possibility, but we're hoping for the best. Like We already know what that is. 
give her the, the, the peaceful hope, the peaceful hope. And, and Lord, we just thank you um, that, that you're rewinding um, in, 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 her, in her life, in a sense, um, some of the pages of her life. It's like, Lisa, it's like I see your life like a book um, and God taking you back to some of the beginning chapters. And, and showing them to you from a different perspective to where you, you, instead of seeing some areas of your life as a negative, where you're going to see positive out of it. And that's going to change now the rest of your story. Because sometimes we see things from a child's point of view because it happened to us in childhood and we've not revisited it from a wisdom adult mentality. So we still have the same effect of how we saw it as a child. And I see God taking you back and kind of rereading those chapters. And now you have the interpretation of the Holy Spirit. Now you have a, a deep understanding. Now you possess wisdom to where you can see the positive in it. So now it's not going to affect you in a negative way. Because it's like things that you've seen in a, in a negative way. And so like Randy's been preaching on, the things that we do in the past affect our future. So people try to say, oh, that's the past. It doesn't matter. No, the past matters because the past dictates and determines the future. And so even the way our mentalities are, are shaped from past experiences. And, and, and sometimes we have blockages and strongholds and areas of pain in our life because of past experiences, because of the way we, our mentality was back then. But I see God having you read those chapters and you're going to see the positive, so now it doesn't have that same effect. Now, the rest of your story, it won't be scarred by the mentality of how you saw it experienced from the past with a child mentality that didn't possess the wisdom or knowledge or understanding or maybe even had an adult interpret it for you, and you took on the mentality and never changed it because you just thought that that's just what it was. So I thank you, God, for the freedom uh, that Lisa will be experiencing and, and rereading some of the chapters of her life from a, a fresh perspective with wisdom and understanding and seeing the positive in it. So we just thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I was on mute. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> I was on mute. Oh, y'all, thank you so much. I, um, thank you so much. And um, something broke because when um, when uh, Terrence was I forget what you even said Terrence but something broke because then I just released I just started weeping so I know something broke you know and it came forth and out so I'm so thankful for you guys and just the word and it was um, confirmative but also encouraging and in healing so thank you so much y'all. Thank you so much. Bless you guys. You know how we say the same thing, but I don't know what else to say. I love you guys so much, and I just honor the the the, the gift in you guys and the and the yielding to the Holy Spirit to be used. It's so powerful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Lisa. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, let's go to the next caller, 682-738. Who are we speaking with? Hi, Blessing. This is LaShawn from Texas. Hey, LaShawn. How are you? LaShawn. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for LaShawn tonight, Father God. We thank you for... uh, uh, 
I get worried sometimes. I gotta look. I got the word perpetuation. The continuation or preservation of a situation idea. The continuation or preservation of a situation idea, etc. Like something's being preserved. Perpetuation. Okay. Ah, okay. So, like, I'm trying to see how I want to put it, word it. Like, you can have situations that that seemingly don't matter to other people, um, but it, it it matters to you. It matters to God. You know, it in in. And those things are like being reserved, like even even ideas, like like you you could be criticized for for having an an idea, but those things are are being preserved for for a purpose. Like don't give up, don't give up, don't. Don't give in and don't give out. Don't give out. You know, we, 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 we always say don't give up, don't give in. But sometimes you don't even need to give out. Because, you know, a lot of times we get, we want to help. We, we, we really want to help. But sometimes we need to help. And we can't help when we need to help, bad as we might want to, you know. But the enemy will try to confuse you and and, and have you thinking that, you know, that ain't God. God wants you to help people. That ain't that ain't the God thing to do either. And be like, man, you need to get on somewhere. That's a that's a lie. Like if I if I don't have no water, you can talk about you thirsty all day. I'm thirsty too, and and it may seem selfish, but it's not. I gotta go get mine, and I I, I see that like right now being being for you for you to get yours, and perpetuation like those those thoughts and and, and, and ideas. They 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 are they've been preserved. This, and those are real thoughts. Those are real ideas. This is a real place. But there are things that we have to do on our end to get there. Because a lot of times we could be doing a lot of good things in the eyes of men that that is out of the will of God. It would be out of the will of God, but it was a good deed. You can get packed on the back. Son, you're such a blessing. Then when you get back home, you're in there like, oh, 
Levites is where if you before Levites is being able to say no, that it wasn't a seasonal thing. Like that's to your tongue cleave to the roof of your mouth. No, it's still a real word, and it can be used daily. Daily. I was telling Tanisha last week. That's why I need to start saying no more. <laughs> Just like right? you do. I said no. I need to say it more. <laughs> I need to say say it more, you know. But we 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 really do we really do have to understand that it's nothing wrong with saying no. You know, it, it's no reason for you to to walk around with the pressure with pressure on you for wanting to say no, but don't. Then you go beat yourself up. Then you mad at everybody around you because you didn't say no. 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 If you got to get in the mirror and start practicing and saying it to yourself, sometimes you got to tell yourself, you have to tell yourself no. No, I'm not going to do, no, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not listening today. No. No. Yeah, I promise when you start denying yourself, man, ooh, it'll come easy for everybody else. It'll be a lot easier to tell the people no. Real easy. And it won't be ugly. It won't be anything dismissive or anything like that. It'll just be a firm no. And I see that a lot especially in, in, in the body of Christ, us as Christians, us as believers, we we tend to to not want to say no. We we think that being who we are, we can't tell nobody no because they may say something or they may think a certain way. Let them think. It's not unchristian like to tell somebody no. Like, <laughs> and God goes to that stand and be like, hey, you know you told them folks no. You know they weren't right, right? Where they say that is? <laughs> you find that scripture, I, I remove no. But no, that's not how it is. Everything that God made, he made it good. So everything that, that he created, he created it with a purpose. And these words, they have a purpose. And no is not a bad word. No is a bad word to enabled people, privileged people. Arrogant, prideful. The word no is, ah, they can't take it. But as a believer, we should be able to take the word no, and we should be able to give it the same. Mm-hmm. Because God, God has some things 
in your life that's going to be a continuation. It's a continuation. So it's like what you left off from, you're going to pick that back up. So like I heard the the Lord saying, get back to it. Get back to it. Get back to it. You don't owe nobody nothing. Okay? That's what I got. Amen. What I got for you is Psalm... Psalm 30, I'm going to read the whole thing. So Psalm 30 goes 1 through 12. I'm going to read out of the Amplified. I will extol and praise you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cry to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought my life up from Sheol, the neither world, the place of the dead. You have kept me alive so that I would not go down to the pit grave. Sing to the Lord, O you, his godly ones, and give thanks at the mention of his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may endure for a night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. As for me and my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. By your favor and grace, O Lord, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, and I was horrified. I called to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication, specific requests. What profit is there in my blood, death, if I go down to the pit grave? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness to man? Hear, O Lord, be gracious and show favor to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing for me. You have taken off my fat cloth and clothed me with joy, that my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Lord, we thank you for LaShawn, Father God. We thank you. Uh, for the for the saving um, that you're saving her from and, and and protecting her from 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 sickness from death from from disease from enemies from all these different things that try to her, um, to try to stop the plans that you have for her life. I just rebuke it right now in Jesus' mighty name, and I thank you for the peace, Father God. Thank you for the for the the the, the season of of it's almost like a vacation season. Like we go on vacations to relax, right? We get on vacations to unplug, to get away from our normal routines, our normal hustle and bustle, to de-stress, to decompress. And I see you coming into a season of that, of, of, of like a vacation. Like a vacation is a vacation, right? Because they're like, oh, they think about all the fun things and all the nice ways that they're going to relax. And so it's like you get to, you get to relax. And, and not have to deal with the things that you have been dealing with. And, and, and even when we take a vacation, right, there's new people that we're, we're around. Because we vacation, we usually leave the area that we're in and we go to a different area. So we're dealing with different people. Um, so I see even in, in this vacation season where you're dealing with different people who have the same mentality. Like it's always cool when you go on vacation because you meet other people who are on vacation. They're all relaxed and, and they're, they're not, you know, uh, angry or they're not, you know, they're, they're not what they could typically be because they're relaxed. And when people are relaxed, they tend to be more friendly, they're chatty, you know, fun. And so I see you being around people like that, where, where, where they're not stressing you, right? Because when you're on vacation, you're not stressed out, unless you shouldn't be, and the other people aren't stressed out. So you, you meet some interesting people, and you make fast friends with people because everybody's in good spirits and in a good mood. Yeah, vacation buddies. It's, it's when last time we went on vacation 
Sarah's met a vacation buddy like right away, you know, and then we ended up being uh, meeting some people that ended up owning the resort <laughs> that we were at. It was super cool. So that's what I see you um, with LaShawn coming into a season of, of, of like a vacation, it's going to feel like a vacation. So I see, see like all these different things that are trying to come against you that they're just rebuked. They're rebuked. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you, Chief Jamari, in your prayers. And I'm just going to let y'all go. I receive it. And you, y'all, I tell you, the Holy Spirit is speaking. Um, <laughs> I do have to, I'm going to use that standing in the mirror saying no, no, no. <laughs> so <laughs> God bless you. Thank you for the word tonight. It is just a blessing to hear um, those who are so passionate to speak the word of God to, you know, so his people can be set free. And so I just thank God for y'all. Thank you. We, love, we thank God for you. Yes, we thank God for you. Let's pray for Jamari real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you mm-hmm. for Jamari, Father God, for the, uh, it's like uh, the Lord's trying to remove the scales, but they're gorilla glued on by his own doing. Um, so Lord, we thank you that that when when the scales fall off, there, there's there's gonna be just like almost the word that Terrence gave for uh, uh for for Lisa's boy, there's gonna be scars, right? Because if you gorilla glue something onto your skin and you that that's that's some tough glue and you peel it off or you are able to get it off, you're gonna rip some skin off too, which is gonna leave a scar. Um, and so it's like he's got himself in some situations that are self-done, right? Self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. the Lord is going, when he rips those scales off, because the situation that Jamari put himself into have been such strong situations, there's going to be scars, but the scales are going to come off, which is the most important thing. So he'll, he still will have complete, you know, use of his sight to see what needs to be seen. Because scales are blinding. You're blind, you can't see anything. But if you rip the scales off, you can see. So, yeah, the, around the eyes are going to have some scars, but that doesn't stop the vision. He'll still be able to see clear. So it's just going to take some, some time because of the nature of how, how you know, strong these, these scales are on him. But they're going to come off, and there's going to be some scars. You know, sometimes we make decisions in life, and we still have to, you know, uh, face the consequences of that decision, but we still have a favorable outcome in the end. And that's what I see with him. Like there's going to be, you know, some bleeding out and there's going to be some, you know, some, some, some residual results of the scar, but he still has now the, the, the sight to see so that he can make good decisions. He can make sound decisions. He can make decisions fully aware, which is what's most important. Um, it's just kind of like sometimes your kid makes a bad choice and you tell them, hey, quit running, and they go and they skin their knee up. Well, I told you to quit running. Now you got to suffer now. You could be 35 years old and still have that scar on your knee, but I bet you, you you don't do that same thing again. So it's kind of like that's what you're going to see with him, where you're going to see that scar, but uh, at least your life is preserved. At least you can see now. At least now you're making good decisions, and now people ask you about that scar. Now you've got a story to tell about your, your story of redemption and, and how God saved you from yourself. You know, a lot of the time it, it, people need to be saved 
And it's not always because Nebuchadnezzar throwing them in the fire, you know, turned up. Sometimes it's the saving is from their self. So we thank you, Lord, for saving Jamari from Jamari. Um, and we thank you that those scales will come off. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. And y'all have a blessed week. Thank you for praying. Thank you for the word. We give God the glory. Yes. Amen. You're welcome. welcome. Well, we are at a time where, sorry, we wasn't able to get to everybody tonight, but we know that you got a word out of that uh, teaching tonight. We love you all. Till next time. Good night. Good night.